Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today, I'm going to be giving you the rundown on my trip to Nice for the Jacquemus show. I'm going to be telling you about the really weird thing I saw a celebrity doing on a plane. I'm also going to be talking about the things that men do that I don't understand and will never understand. Anyway, let's get into it. Okay, my duckies, how are we all feeling? Do I call you duckies every episode? No, I fucking love calling people duck or like a variation of duck. Like if I ring someone and go, hello, my little ducky wucky. And it's just, it needs to stop actually. Uh, I kind of like, I think I hyperfix it on words quite a lot. Like there was a while, oh my God, even the sound of this word now like infuriates me. Yap. Ugh. Like why was I saying that so much? I think I said that like 50 times in a podcast. I also say like so much. Someone, um, I didn't realize on Spotify that you can see like the transcript of a podcast while you're sorry no I'm not even thinking about it like I'm like trying oh my I keep saying like I keep trying to not say it um it's really difficult you should record yourself talking and see how many times you say like in it because it's kind of crazy anyway there's like a transcript on Spotify of me speaking during the podcast that you can read I don't know why you ever would but you can and it literally just like 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 and I was like oh that is humbling actually anyway i do hyperfixate on words i think i hyperfixate on people as well i was a tiktok the other day and it was like me and ruby like hanging out oh stop saying like okay just get over it now okay i think actually you will just your brain i, I after a while your brain just skims over me saying like um it's not until you read the transcript that you're like oh god this girl's got a problem with the word like anyway um I posted a TikTok the other day to the sign, ha ha ha, again, ha ha again. And I was like, me and Ruby just like hanging out every single day. And I captioned it being like, uh, <laughs> I hate the word like. I captioned it saying, POV, you and your friend hyperfixate on each other. And all the comments were like, these are the kind of friendships that crash and burn. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Don't rain on my bread. I do, okay, I will put my hands up. I hyperfixate on people. But I don't follow with friends. Like, everyone's always like, oh, where's Tilly? Or where's all your other friends? Like, you got, you just drop all your friends and get a new friend every week. I don't follow with people ever. I just, I just happen to, <laughs> I just happen to hyperfixate on people for a couple weeks at a time. And then I'll switch over to the, like, another person. And it, that actually sounds really toxic. No, I'm, like, saying it out loud. And it's not, I, I'm never a worse friend to my friends I already have just because I'm hanging out with someone more it's just like the way like a phase I'm I get in like I get in different phases and different people I'm like I'll, I'll so for example my friend Tilly I don't know if you know her but I'll see Tilly and then I'm like oh that was such a fun time we hung out like I love the time we spent together no I'm gonna hyperfixate on you for the next week and we're gonna have to hang out every single day or sometimes I'll do that with my friend Millie Edie you know like it just is a it's a weird little thing that I've got going on could be ADHD but I've never been tested for it, so I don't think I have it. Uh, what I don't know can't kill me. I also hyperfixate very much on foods. Uh, I eat the same thing every single day. I drink the same thing every single day. Like, if I find something I like, I will, I've will. i eaten the same thing for breakfast every single day since I was 16 years old. So I'm just a hyperfixator. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as it doesn't affect my life my life negatively, then um, why can't I hyperfixate in peace? Anyway, what have I been up to recently? Let me give you the rundown. Last time we spoke, I was with Ruby. and uh, We were about to head off to go to Nice for the Jacquemus show. Jacquemus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Felt like I said that a little bit pretentiously. 
Anyway, Jacquemus, if you didn't know, is a designer brand and it's actually really, it's a really, really beautiful brand. I'd never been to one of their shows before. They show, like they do their fashion shows not during fashion week. They show outside of fashion week. It's like a little bit like different and they do it in all different locations. I think they've done it in like a desert before. I, I think I saw they've done it in like Versailles, Palace of Versailles in, I think that's it's near Paris. Uh, they've done... They've done loads of different places, but this year they did Nice in the south of France. And uh, I somehow got invited, which is crazy because the Jacquemus shows are just like iconic. Like like loads of celebrities go. I just feel like it's a little bit like exclusive and I've always been very jealous of the shows itself. Not jealous in a mean way, which is what I'm like, I would love to be there someday. And the shows itself are so beautiful. Like the production, like the amount of money that they must put into this. I was actually thinking about this because obviously, well, I went to Nice and we all stayed in the most beautiful hotel. Like it, apparently it is the nicest hotel in Nice. Five-star hotel, like amazing spa. We each had like 150 euros a day to spend on room service. We had our own drivers. We were... I don't know, it, we, we were given like a, a bag and a sweater upon arrival, like from Jacquemus. I'm not even boasting. I'm literally just like trying to give you some context in, as to how much money they must spend on the production of the show. Uh, there was 300 people at that show. They also have to pay for like to rent out the venue. There were so many people working at the show. Obviously, all the models that were rocking the show, the food, the drink given at the show. Like it was just insane. There was an after party with free bar all night with hundreds of people there. I was just like, how much money have you spent on this? Like surely upwards of like, upwards of a mil, right? I have no concept. That's something I'm really bad at is like um, estimating things. Like I cannot estimate, for example, how much money that would have been to put on. I'm really bad at estimating like, a size of a group i will never be able to tell how many people there are in a room if a car drives past me i've no idea how fast it's going it could be going one mile an hour or it could be going 100 miles an hour and honestly i have no idea i'm just bad at estimating things anyway i was just in awe the whole time because the product the level of production of this show is crazy and i was so excited to be there and anyway let me give the run so me and ruby we go to heathrow airport terminal 5 already a fucking great story you guys know i love terminal 5 we get on our plane whatever and I kind of noticed outside of the plane, there's like three cars parked up beside the plane. I was like, this is weird. Like, why is there cars on the tarmac? And I remember I've heard this thing before that apparently you can like pay. I don't know how much it is. Someone once told me how much it was. I think it was maybe like 300 pounds or something, which is a bit stupid because that's also probably more than a ticket to Nice. Like this is just a normal like BA flight. Quite bougie. I love it. I love flying BA. But anyway, it was like a BA flight, like an, uh, just a normal 737 Boeing nothing crazy it wasn't like there was like business class with like reclining chairs or anything it was just a normal plane I, I know that you can pay for this service um that, i guess it's like for celebrities or for bougie people in general i don't know that you get driven straight like straight through the airport pretty much onto the tarmac into the plane kind of like a private jet but then you're just getting on like a british airways flight like it just seems a little bit ridiculous also terminal five is like the best place on earth why would you want to fucking skip that and go straight to the plane i don't understand anyway i saw this and i was like oh maybe someone like famous is on our flight because like we are going to nice and what's happening in nice in january nothing really but the jacquemus show that was a little bit naive i'm sure there's a lot of other stuff going on in nice but it's just like a random time to go to nice so i was like oh maybe there's like a celebrity on our plane so we get on the boarding's like complete and then on walks Jack Harlow. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. Like he must have been the one that got driven straight to the BA flight. I was like, oh, crazy. Well, no, this is the thing actually. So he gets on. Ruby sat two rows behind me. Well, basically a white man gets on in a gray tracksuit. And I was looking at him and I was like, this could be Jack Harlow. 
but it also could be any white man in a gray tracksuit. Like he just looks like every single man I've ever seen in my life. And I texted Ruby, be like, is that Jack Harlow? And she's like, mm, could be. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, we like had a little bit of a further inspection. We're like, yeah, it's definitely Jack Harlow, I think. But he had like bodyguards and stuff with him. So it, I think it was, it, no, it, it, I know it was him because then we all got off the plane together and went to the same hotel and then he went to the show. So it was Jack Harlow, but like it could have not been, to be honest. It like, it, it was maybe Jack Harlow. <laughs> but um, I was just laughing so much because like, I'm not a big Jack Harlow fan, you know, like I don't, I don't really listen to his music or like follow him in day-to-day life. I mean, the most impact he's had on me was his interview with Emma Chamberlain where he said, love you, bye. Like, I love that. But like, I've never been like a big stan or been like, oh, he's a dreamboat. Like, no, like, it seems like a nice guy though. So no hate to him. But I've just never been like, wow. Like, I did not um, fangirl. I wasn't starstruck at all until I look over mid-flight. This man is frantically reading a book. And I'm like, what book is he reading? This is interesting. He didn't, t- just didn't take Jack Harlow as a reader, to be honest. I'm looking, what book is he reading? The Anna Wintour autobiography. What the fuck? She's um a, the editor of Vogue. Like she's like a old woman in fashion that's like really highly respected, but she's just like the editor of Vogue. Like it's, I mean, she's probably the most re- respected person in fashion, to be honest, like the most iconic. Have you ever watched Devil Wears Prada? Meryl Streep in that is like based off Anna Wintour. But anyway, the most random thing for him to be reading. Why is he reading? And he was like, like glued to it the whole flight, like like turning the page. Like he was into it. And I was like, are you just doing some like last minute research into fashion before you go to the drug commission? Like it was the most bizarre thing, but good for him. Um, never was much of an autobiography reader, to be honest. I just love my, like my little fiction books. I don't like factual books. I have been recommended a book recently called Why Men Love Bitches though. And I'm gonna read it because it was recommended to me by a group of girls I actually met in the Jacquemus trip, like when we went to Nice recently. Basically, me and Ruby, we went, we didn't really know anyone going, but we made friends with these two girls, Anna and Sandra, and they were just the most lovely girls ever. And they're both a little bit older than us. They're like 27, I want to say. Not obviously much older than us, like that's literally five years above me, but five years above me, like why am I in school? Why did I still say five years above me? They are five years older than us, but God, are they rich with knowledge, these girls? The most kind, beautiful, um, just like pure soul girls ever. And I I don't know, I think I'm usually like so intimidated when I go to these kind of things because like everyone's so pretty and like everyone's so stylish and cool and they all just seem... I'm, and I'm sure, as I was saying, everyone like everyone just seems like they know what they're doing. But I think everyone is kind of faking it till they make it. Like I think at the se- like everyone is freaking out. Of course, everyone's freaking out. Like Jack Harlow and Kylie Jenner are sat right there at the show. Like there's no way everyone's actually as nonchalant as they're acting right now. Like I know everyone's freaking out inside, or maybe it is just me. But anyway, I'm usually really intimidated because everyone just seems so cool at these fashion shows. And I think if I had like just like walked past the sh- on the street, these girls Anna and Sandra that we made friends with, I would probably be like shit myself. I'd be like, oh my god, they're probably like so horrible and so bitchy. But they're not. They were the nicest people ever and um we made friends me and ruby made friends with these girls and they just shared all this knowledge about like uh, so stupid but we were just girls we were girls in nice we were like we would sit up at night and like be in each other's rooms and have these like real gossip sessions about boys like i kind of hate talking about boys because i'm so like over my whole thing i'll get into that later but anyway they were just like able to give me so much advice on boys and like change my whole mindset and like the way that I treat men and and they said that they like got a lot of their like how they view boys from the book why men love bitches so like no I want to read it um don't know how we got all into that but however (laughs) the whole trip was really really nice it was it was just like it was so chill because we were in Nice 
in January. Like there's not much to do. Um, so we just like went to the spa. I did sauna and steam. And I did a little swim. We went swimming in the sea. I literally, well, I went in and like I ran in and ran back out again. But like I was really proud of myself because I'm terrified of the sea and it was not that clear. But it was fucking freezing. But it was like an ice bath. Like it was just... It was just really wholesome. We went to the show. The show was beautiful. And it was like 16 degrees as well, which is nice. Like obviously it's not, it wasn't like roasting, but like I was like walking away in a mini dress and I wasn't cold and the sun was shining. It was just nice to be there. Everyone was so nice. There was no mean people. Like, and I just like, I left the trip feeling so happy. And like, I, I'm kind of like, I'm like almost, I, I was writing in my notes, things to talk about today. I was like, I need to write about how happy I am right now, but I kind of like don't want to jinx it. And I feel like I'm going to like talk about this right now. And then something really bad, not really like, you know, you just like, you're like, mm, things are going a little bit too well at the minute. Like I'm going to like crash and burn and something really terrible is going to happen. And I'm going to like fall into another deep depression soon. Um, But fuck it, I'm just going to talk about it. I have never been so like at peace and happy. Like I've recently like become, I've just become really, really close to my friends. I've talked about this in many podcasts, how important my girlfriends are to me. But I've also made another group of friends recently who are boys and like they've become so important to me. And I never really thought that I would have like a group of boys. I've talked about this before. But like, anyway, I've become really, really close to the group of boys. And all my friends recently in my life have been like really showing their love. And that's not something that I really do. Like, I don't really like look at my friends and just go, oh, I love you so much. Like, I was never really that kind of person. And I would never like really just like text my friends out of the blue and be like, I just want to let you know, like, I really appreciate you. Like, obviously I felt that way with my friends. But I've never, I don't know, like, I just think like, that wasn't me. And like, maybe like I like the kind of friends I had, like they didn't do that either. Like in school, we never really did that. So like, I just never really like knew that. But then since like I've made a few friends recently who have like that just is like that their type of thing. Like they will message me all the time. And like, just want to like let you know, I really miss you. And like, I really appreciate everything you've done. And like just like they just show their love and their gratitude and it is the nicest thing ever i know i've started to do it loads like i will just like look at my friends and be like i just want you to know how important you are to me and i feel like i'm gonna cry because i i don't know like i think my friends have just like really changed my like mental state because like also like even just like talking to you right now like i just want to be like i love you so much like i've just never felt better i don't know what it is and i think honestly you know what it is actually? Oh my God. Sorry, I just came to a realization. I always like see people do these things on TikTok where every morning they write down things that they're grateful for and they like write down affirmations being like, you are kind and you are beautiful, you are loved. And then it's like, I am grateful for my friends, my family, you know, like you see people do that. And I always thought that was so stupid. I was like, I would never do that. I'm not a big like writer. Like I would, I could never write in a journal. Like I just, it's just not for me. Obviously it works a lot, like really, really well for some people and good for you. Um, but I, I always just like, would I just cringe at the thought of myself doing that. So I never did it. But maybe this is my version of that. Like I'm telling the people in my life and the things in my life that I'm grateful for them. And then they're like telling me my affirmations. Like my friends are like being like, you are so kind and you're, you deserve this. And like, and that's changed my fucking life, honestly. Watch me next week. I will be like severely depressed or something. But for now I'm doing fucking amazingly and I just had to share it with you and like I think it is my friends I think the people in my life at the minute are just really really amazing at the minute I mean, I've obviously I've had my friends for years but maybe it's also just me maybe I need to give myself some credit like I have really been getting into a bit of a routine recently I don't even want to fucking bang on about it because no one cares about my routine but I used to like 
let my tasks build up a lot and I would just push them away and pretend that they didn't exist and then I wouldn't pay a parking ticket from like last year and then I literally had uh, my car clamped because of it and like I would just do shit like that like I was just like really like passive because I couldn't deal with things um because of that I always and or even like not even just like tasks like things in my life that like I knew I needed to like deal with and like even just like not trauma that I needed to process or like or like conversations that I knew I needed to have with people I would just push it away and like not deal with it um but recently I've been like really on top of my shit and like doing things and like I've been writing lists every single day and checking it off and I kind of got rid of that like pit of anxiety that I didn't actually really like, really I didn't realize I had like I always just felt at the end of the day like oh I didn't really do everything I needed to do like I've got loads of things to do and I I wouldn't even like I, it was just always like my my brain was always going like a million miles an hour but I didn't even realize until like I stopped it and I actually got everything done and I got a routine and then all of a sudden now like I'm just like oh, I'm mellow and I just like have no stress obviously I have stresses in life nah I don't even think I do like everything is just so unserious to me at the minute I'm like nothing could bring me down like I don't know like something okay I'm not gonna talk to you so like touch wood like something like bad could happen and I'm just like able to deal with it now I'm not I just yeah anyway no one cares Wait, I'm just looking at my notes of things I wanted to update you on. So all my thing is being kind to people. Let me elaborate on this. So basically in this new like mellow state of just like happiness, I've also noticed that my like social anxiety has gone away. Like we've talked about it before. Like, my social anxiety, I mean, it, it definitely comes in ways. But, like sometimes it's really fucking bad. Like sometimes I like, remember like in Westfield, like when someone complimented my Uggs and I literally nearly had a panic attack and that that was a really bad time in my life actually like when that like I don't know if you remember that story I told on my podcast basically I was in Westfield and someone came up to me not even came up to me like they were walking beside me and they were like oh I like your shoes and I was like thank you and then I went into my car and literally like, like bawled like I was like literally having a panic attack because someone spoke to me and like I took like a different route just so that I could avoid this person like it was just like stupid shit and at that time I was like severely just anxious in general in life I wasn't like I was just wasn't mentally well wasn't taking care of myself like loads of shit was going on in my t in my life at that time um and because of it I think I was then socially anxious I didn't realize at the time I was like oh I'm just like I've just got social anxiety I didn't realize it was because I was also just like not doing well in other areas of my life but now I'm like really like mellow I just fucking strike up a conversation with anyone that walks past me like at the nail salon yesterday I was chatting away to the person who was doing my nails I don't I literally I'm usually a mute in public even when like someone that watches my videos comes up to me and says like oh my god I love your videos I like go so red. I mean, maybe I still go red. Like I'm just a red person, but like I, I didn't dread. I, I didn't dread it. Like obviously, it's so fucking nice meeting people that like listen to my podcast or watch my videos. But like it just like I just got so anxious when it happened, and I used to like like I would say something and then walk away, and I'd be like, oh my fucking god, why did I say that? And I would think about it the rest of the day and like beat myself up about it. But now when someone comes up to me, I'm like, oh hey, like I will actually just have a full conversation with you. Like I'm just doing. It's just improving my life in all areas how good i am how good i am at minute, how happy i am at the minute i also think the reason is because i've got no boys in my life i actually wanted to talk about like boys well actually i wanted to talk about like things i'll never understand i don't have any like romantic 
things going on in my life at the minute i've got no i'm not seeing anyone or anything i didn't realize how much it's improved my life until like well basically my my best well one of my best friends um she is like kind of talking to a boy but it's like complicated it's at early stages it's a situationship vibes that era of talking to a boy is the most stressful thing ever because you don't know where you stand with a boy like they'll ignore your text for a day and it's like kind of okay because they're not your boyfriend so you can't like message them you don't know if they're sleeping with other people because it'd be weird if you'd like ask to be exclusive this early on you know there's so many different factors to like when you start seeing a boy that make it so stressful and so annoying um yeah so my friend's going through that at the minute and she's like constantly i mean she's not constantly stressed out about it but she is she's like it's always on her brain she's always thinking about it and she's like oh do you think he's annoyed at me like this text like is weird but she so she speaks to me about this all the time with this situation and like she's like stressed about it and i'm just sitting there like oh my fucking god i'm so glad i don't have to deal with this right now like me not having to go through this is just like improving like it's just like so good and it's made me realize like i actually couldn't i don't think obviously maybe like if I meet the right guy and it's not a stressful situation and like things are as clear as day, we're really communicate, communicative, communicative, then it might be okay. But I cannot deal with the stress of like what like a situationship. Anyway, speaking of boys and like my friend speaking to a boy, basically she like came to me and she's like, why? Like he, he didn't respond for that. And this has happened to me before. Like a boy will not respond for like a full day. And she's like, I don't get it. Like if a boy messages me, I'm replying straight away. Like, I don't understand the willpower of men to like just not respond for a full day or like I just couldn't get my head around it I don't understand it I don't think I ever will understand it I even asked my friend who's a boy I was like by the way like if you like if you really like a girl and you're texting her and she messages you something and maybe you're like talking to someone like you're just in a quick conversation with someone and you see the text and you can't reply right now would you just leave it for hours and he was like yeah like I don't like I don't really care about texting like that like if if a girl I like texts me and I'm busy at the time, like maybe I'll just reply a couple hours later, like it's not that deep. And I was like, what? What do you mean it's not that deep? Like that girl is like sat there checking her phone every five seconds to see if you've replied. Like it is deep for them. And like, then like, the, well, this has happened to me. Like a boy will reply like five hours later and like he'll say, he'll ask me a question. I'm like, I can't not re- reply straight away. And even if I don't reply straight away as more of a like, like a, mm, well, like you left me on, on delivered for five hours. So I'm going to leave you on deliver for a couple of hours. I'm thinking about it the whole time. I'm thinking like, how am I going to reply? What am I going to say? Like, I think girls just deep texting or like talking to a boy so much more than boys do, um, which I just don't understand. And I thought, you know what? Today we can talk about things we don't understand and that we will never understand. Because honestly, that is one of them. Like, okay, I got, I asked you guys on Instagram for some things you don't understand and so many people said men just like men in general i feel like i've got a pretty good understanding of men and like how men are in relationships and situationships only because i have gotten there in my mind i have like i've became a boy in my mindset sometimes i think in my relationships i have maybe been the boy and that's not a good thing i'm not a good relationship person like i will hold my hands up and say like i have a lot to like work to do on myself so that like I can be better in relationships if I ever get in one in the future. But like, I I just like, I know how they think, I think. I know how boys think. <laughs> like, you know, like when girls are like, oh, like I, like I just don't understand why like my boyfriend would go like, like this girl's picture in a bikini. Like not that I would ever like go like a topless pic of a boy, but like I understand it. Like I know, I really like have like 
maybe it's because I've gone through shit with boys a lot. Like I've had several things in my like like situations with boys where like they've just done some pretty fucked up shit to the point that I'm like, you know what? I need to fucking delve into your psyche right now to try understand why you do these kind of things. Um, so like I've really like I've been there. I understand men in that way. I think. The one thing I don't understand about them is how they have the willpower to not respond to a girl straight away. And like they're so nonchalant about texting. I can't understand that. But I would highly recommend reading the book, Why Men Love Bitches. Or I, th- I think that's the name of the book. I would highly recommend reading that if you're like a bit confused on the, me- the male psyche. Also, another thing I would recommend is if you're like, you know, single, but kind of talking to people, talking to boys. I maybe like, I don't know. A lot of people can't do this. Like my friend Ruby, she was like, I just don't, under-, like, we were talking about boys or whatever, and she's like, I don't understand how you do it, because she was like, you can literally, like, talk to someone, you can, like, go stay with them, like, fly to another country for them, you can, like, sit and FaceTime them, talk to them for months, do the cutest or most romantic shit, and then you'll not feel anything towards them after, like, she's like, I don't understand how you do it, like, I, she's like, I wish I could, but, like, I will literally speak to one boy and get so attached to them so quickly, and they're all I can think about, and like I'm committed to not committed to them like in that way but well, yeah I guess like she's like I, I can't even think about other boys and I'm just like oh my god like I, I I maybe I think I might have used to be like that and then no I just I fear I'm a boy in that sense that I can just like switch off my emotions like that but it fucking comes in handy okay what other things do we not understand or can't get our heads around for me getting on a plane early I made a TikTok about this once I was like going home to Belfast and I went to my gate and they hadn't even started boarding yet and people were queuing and I said guys come on this is allocated seats here I just don't understand it well okay I posted a TikTok being like I don't understand why everyone's queuing we haven't even started boarding we've got allocated seats like no one's gonna steal your seat just like sit down I will always be the last person to to board a plane because why would I want to sit in a little like tin can that's like heated and like recycled air like I really enjoy flying I really enjoy the whole experience I love the airport I love planes I love I just I just love flying so much I love like um I, I just have so much fun like going through the little magazine I like to try all the different snacks they have on the plane I just love it anyway I'm a big flyer but I don't want to sit there while everyone else boards and like watch people board like it's just shit it's a shit time I'd rather be sat in the airport um so I never I've just never understood it and I posted it on TikTok and everyone was like oh but people get on because sometimes there's not enough room for your your carry-on in the overhead bins I was like oh I guess like I guess that kind of makes sense but still I'm also not a carry-on kind of person because I don't have a small wheelie suitcase I've only got my big suitcase and a duffel bag and that is something I've said for years actually I need to get a small wheelie suitcase so I can bring it as a carry-on but um I'm only wee and my arms are really weak and (laughs) I cannot carry a duffel bag through the airport. I find it really, really difficult. So I will always check on a bag or else just bring like a handbag with me. Like last time when I went home for Christmas, I brought a handbag. I went home for Christmas for a full week and I only brought a handbag because I was like, I cannot carry a duffel bag. We, Olivia, carrying a duffel bag through the full airport, my, my fucking arm would fall off. Um, and I didn't want to check on a bag. Like I just felt unnecessary. So I brought a handbag. Like, I literally got to Belfast and my mum and dad were like, are you joking, Olivia? Like, how have you brought a handbag with you? I just stuffed a few pairs of pants in there. Um, but I made it work. Speaking of Belfast, I'm so excited. I uh, am going to Belfast for St. Patrick's Day. Oh my God, if anyone's listening to this and you've had a St. Patrick's Day in 
Belfast, please send me some like recommendations or like what you do because my mum and dad, well, I went to like a Protestant school, so we didn't have St. Patrick's Day off as a holiday. So I never really like celebrated St. Patrick's Day. The one year that I was like maybe going to celebrate it, COVID hit like that day. And that was like my last year of school. And then I moved to London and I haven't been home for St. Patrick's Day since. So I've literally never celebrated St. Patrick's Day really in Belfast. Um, so this is like my first time ever doing it, which is like little, literally diabolical. I don't know why. I, I guess it is just because I went to like a Protestant school. I'm not Protestant, by the way. I'm half and half. My mum's Catholic. <laughs> just to clarify. I don't know. There's something about like no hate. Like I just like, don't want to be like labeled as a Protestant. And I, I don't know why. Like I guess. I think pro- this is such like a niche conversation for like uh, only the people that are listening to this from Northern Ireland will like understand it. But there's just like a real like um, stereotype for me when I think of, pro- of a Protestant. I just think of like a bit of like a stuck up, like, I don't know, like a, it's like a posh person. Like it, I think of, that's what I think of when I think of a Protestant. I And then Catholics just seem a bit more like cool. And never celebrated St. Patrick's Day. So I'm really, really excited. I'm bringing some London friends over with me giving them their first St. Patrick's experience but like I've also never like I've never done it either so I'm gonna have to like pretend to be like a veteran in St. Patrick's Day so please guys send me some recommendations back to things we will never understand oh my god this one is so funny do you know who Charlie Marlowe is on TikTok she is hilarious anyway she's a TikToker and her TikTok came out the other day about taxes and how you bank transfer taxes so if you have if you're listening to this and you've never paid your taxes well, okay, I think it's different. Um, I'm actually, I'm not sure. I think it's different um, paying your taxes as a self-employed person. I pay my taxes. I'm a good citizen. We have NHS. We have council housing. We th- That money goes towards a lot of good things. So I will never complain and I will always send my taxes. But oh my God, 40%, you're taking the piss. I have an accountant, which if you don't have an accountant and you pay your taxes yourself, I need to give you a round of applause. That shit is confusing. Um, I am just a girl, you know, and I'm good at maths and there's no way I can even begin to do that. So I really luckily have an accountant. And my accountant will like, I don't know what they do, but they do my taxes, but I obviously have to pay it myself. Like I have to send the money to the government. But imagine like how crazy this is. My accountants just send me a number. They're like, send this amount of money to this bank account, this account number um, and this sort code. And I just go on my online banking app. I send 50% of my earnings to this random fucking bank account with this like ran like it could be anyone. And I just bank transfer them. Like, what the fuck is this? Bank transfer. Like, that just feels so casual to me. Like, I bank transfer my friends 20 quid because like they paid for dinner, you know? Like, Charlie Morley was like, is this fucking Nando's? Like, did we just split a peri-peri chicken and garlic bread? Like, why am I bank transferring you? Like, it just, like, what if you put in the wrong account number and you just bank transferred someone 50% of your earnings? Like, that is just insane. Like, I never knew growing up that, like, when I pay my taxes, it was gonna be me just bank transferring someone. Like, it's just insane. I don't know. And it just feels like such a large amount of money to be sending on bank transfer. It just felt like there would maybe be some forms involved or even like a face-to-face kind of situation or some, like maybe they would just like automatically take it from my bank account. Like me just, me just bank transferring. It just feels insane. Anyway, I couldn't get over it. Um, I was like, that actually is like a really crazy thing. Another thing I don't understand. Well, this is a kind of a group of things. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and wired headphones or just even any headphones to be honest. 
don't even want to think about it like wi-fi what the fuck is that i understand like electricity and stuff and like i did physics a level like i can understand that but we didn't delve into wi-fi or bluetooth in physics a level i think that's beyond a level level of physics something i've been doing recently actually is um i realized that i haven't used my brain in a long time and I was like, let me just give myself some brain training. Do you remember brain training on the Nintendo? Did you guys ever play that? Was it Nintendo or was it Wii? I can't remember. That's another thing I've been doing. I've been playing a lot of uh, Just Dance on YouTube. But like, I don't have the Wii. So I just look up like Just Dance, Rasputin. And I just sit in front of my TV doing it. It's actually really weird, but it's really fun to do with a friend. Would highly recommend. In fact, I'm going to buy a Wii next week. and Or yeah, a Wii. So I can play that and Mario Kart. Because they're fucking amazing. I don't know why I ever stopped doing that. Anyway thought to myself I need to start using my brain a bit more um so I've been doing quizzes I literally sit up at night on my laptop and I do quizzes um I've been doing at capital cities I've been doing physics quizzes I've been doing like a level past paper questions with physics because like it's, it's just like stuff that I actually I fucking love physics and maths and I just have not been using my brain at all and like I've forgotten everything I did and also like when I go to France I like really like try to like um not speak in French but like I'll, I'll like I'll read all the menus like and I'll try not use Google Translate and I'll yeah I'll speak French when I can and like I just because I learned French in school and I realized like I don't remember that much of it so I've been trying to remember things I did in school because I mean I know like people say oh like like Mars is stupid like when are you ever going to use that in real life but it's like it's really good for your brain to like use it sometimes so if you are just finished uni or whatever and you haven't been using your brain would highly recommend <laughs> do some quizzes because like now i know so many capitals and flags like i know like flags for like every country not every country but like i don't know like i feel like sometimes i'm the smartest in the room now because of the amount of like countries i can name um <laughs> it's a really weird flex for me okay here's another thing i don't understand why some people can sing and why some people can't like why is that and also if someone can't sing can they learn to sing I remember my friend Susie, Susie, if you're listening to this, and I know she is because Susie listens to my podcast. Oh my God, Susie, you're going to like kill me for this. <laughs> I remember Susie went to like, oh, this is actually horrible, Susie. I'm sorry. I love you so much. But I just remember like thinking like, this is such a bizarre concept to me. But Susie went to um, singing lessons when we were in primary school. I've been friends with Susie forever. She's my oldest friend. We've been literally friends since we were in nursery. And um, we had a P7 play. Was it P7 like this? I think it was around this time. Um, P7 is like your year six, I think, in England. Uh, and it was like the big thing in my my primary school. Like it was like the big, it was just like the most like monumental, pivotal moment of our whole primary school career was this P7 play that we would put on. Um, and I remember like my whole life, like I would go see the people um, in P7 when they were so they were 11 years old and I would go see them when I was in like primary one or year one whatever you call it um and I would go see them and like I would literally think like this is like a west end production like these people are like celebrities the people on stage right now are my celebrities um and I it was just like the most like ex, like exciting thing of the whole seven years of school anyway me and Susie actually got really good parts in that play and like, I was like shook because like I was like I got kicked out of the choir when I was in year four I don't know what you guys call it whenever I was like seven I got kicked out of the choir because I was shit 
and not even shit because I was just a little menace. I was chatting away, I was giggling, I was probably flirting with boys, you know me. And I got kicked out. So I always just kind of thought like I'm not a good singer, clearly. And like you know, of course I would do the whole thing. My parents left. I would get up the karaoke version of things and I would video myself singing. And I thought I was unreal. And then I would listen back to the videos and I'd be like, okay, actually I'm not that good at singing. But then it comes to the P7 play. I audition, main part. I don't know if I was me. I think I was like pretty much the main part. Um, two solos. Like I was like a si- I was a fucking songbird. I was the songbird of my generation whenever I was eleven years old. Like honestly, the videos of me. Like I watch it back and I'm like, I was actually kind of good. I'm not good anymore, unfortunately. I don't know what happened. Um, but it's like I can sing a note. Like I'm not um tone deaf or anything. And I think because I'm like quite, I was quite musical growing up. Like I did piano. I was gonna say, and I did cello. I did cello for like three years. I was not that good at cello. Um, I actually kind of liked cello. That was like, I wish I kept that on. But anyway, I'm like, I'm good at, like if you named a note right now, I could sing it. So I think that's a bit of a flex. I'm not a talented singer. Like, you know, when we're in the car and I'm singing, no one's going, oh my God, Olivia, like you're kind of good. You know, it's not that, it's not that kind of situation. Uh, but anyway, I remember Susie also got a really good part and she had like solo and she was actually rapping in it randomly. <laughs> By the time we got to P7, my school had done all the like, famous plays like Snow White or um what other plays Aladdin you know those kind of plays my school had done them all so at this point we were just doing the most random fucking plays like honestly I think my my school might have made up the play that we did it was called What a Night like what is that no one's ever heard of that um and it was the most random play ever but yeah Susie got a part where she was like the narrator and she was rapping and she started going to singing lessons and I just thought it was the most funny thing that you can get a singing lesson and I, it makes sense now because I see on TikTok people getting singing lessons. Have you ever seen that vocal? It's like vocal coaches. Like that makes sense. But um, I, it got me thinking like as some, like if you, because Susie's not tone deaf at all. But I was thinking if you were tone deaf and you got singing lessons, could you become not tone deaf? And why are you tone deaf? And do you hear yourself singing and think that you aren't? Like, do you think that you are singing the right notes? I think they must be because like when we used to watch X Factor, like people would go on there and like to go on X Factor, you have to think you're a good singer, but they were actually like completely off key. And it's just such an interesting, like, like, cause your ears just hear something else than what someone who's singing the, like the right note or knows the right note they can hear. Anyway, it's just a really weird concept and I spiral thinking about it. Um, and I don't understand it. Okay. I'm just looking through the replies to my story and so many people are saying planes flying, and I used to think that as well. I was like, how is something so heavy just fucking floating in the sky? I don't understand. But in physics I level, they taught us how it works. It's called the lift theory, I think. But oh my God, if you guys can just like, uh, you probably won't do it. If you just look up the theory of like how planes fly on YouTube and someone will sh- like just do a quick demonstration on a piece of paper. You, you basically, oh, I'm not going to do it right now. No one cares. But it really like changed my life. Like I was like, wow, that actually makes sense now. And um, now I understand how we're actually just floating in the sky. And it makes you actually like you're not as scared of flying. I think I've talked about this before, like me like learning about planes and like learning how to fly them made me like completely eradicated my fear of flying because like, I, like anyone else, when I was on the plane and the f- whole plane starts shaking and you literally think that it's about to crash, like, I was always terrified. But now I, I just, I'm so unfazed by it because, like, I know I'm not going to crash. I mean, I'm sure sometimes there are plane crashes, but, like, I, I'm i just so unbothered by it. And I think it was because of the amount of research I did in, into, like, planes and, like, how they work. Okay, 
Okay, wait. Someone said baggage reclaim process at airports. I don't really know what about that you don't understand. <laughs> Not even to be like condescending, but I'm like that. Like that feels pretty straightforward to me. But there was actually it reminds me of something that I was thinking the other like yesterday. Actually, I was on my way back from Nice, and I was walking through. You know, after you get your bag and you walk through the nothing to declare section and you walk out to the arrivals area. And you know, there's always like a couple of police there and they never, I've never been stopped. And I've never even, I think maybe in my time I've seen one person be stopped and like they check through their bag. But like, it's very, very chill. I was thinking, I was walking through there and I was like, I literally watch full programs like about border control and not border control yeah but like you know like the australian one and there's one in gatwick what what's that called do you know what i'm talking about sydney border control um or sydney whatever and basically like it's like the maddest shit like if you haven't seen it and i actually don't watch it it's always like in the background like i'll watch it like when i'm at home for some reason i think my parents watch it or like my parents watch something before the sydney border control comes on and then they watch like it always just on the TV, but like I always get glued to it. Like it's so, like, I get so invested every time it's on the TV. Like it's not background TV for me. Like I'm like, what have they brought in now? But it's like always these people like come in and they check their suitcases after they like get them from the baggage belt. And they get pulled aside, they check their suitcases, and there's like three live fucking dinosaurs or something in their bag, like or like a hundred pounds of coke or just something crazy. In like they they just always bring in like the craziest shit in the sydney border control but there is also one in the uk like uk border control that i've definitely watched before anyway i'm walking through and i'm like where are all the cameras like in these border controls or like in these baggage reclaims bit where like they film this are there men just sat there with cameras all day like hoping to find someone bring in some crazy shit you know like is there a full film crew there and why have i never seen them do you know what i mean Maybe you guys will have an answer for me. Like, maybe you've seen them film this before. Like, is it all fake? I don't think so. Is it all, like, hidden cameras? But, like, I definitely feel like there's, like, interviews and, like, confessionals and stuff. Like, I feel like there's literal, like, confessionals, like, from the border police. Like, they'll, like, catch someone with, like, um, illegal substances or something in their suitcase. And then they'll, like, come back and be like, yeah, so I could just, like, sense that this person was off. And, like, this is why I knew they were off. And they'll do, like, a full confessional. I'm like, what is this, the fucking Kardashians? Like, who is filming this? Anyway, that's something I'll never understand. And maybe it's just because I haven't seen it. And maybe you guys will have some answers for me. But anyway, there's many, many more things I don't understand in the world. But let's not get into it right now. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. I will see you on Friday for a mini monologue. Okay, bye. Love you. <laughs>